Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome back to the Hulkcast. As I blow away the cobwebs on my microphone, frantically try and remember my Zoom password and buckle up for another season of AVFC Mayhem, I'm delighted to be joined today by a very special guest, athletic reporter Jacob Tanswell. Now, the eagle-eyed amongst you might remember that Tanswell actually joined us for a preview, a match preview last season, but with Southampton. Now, with Southampton being relegated and Villa not playing Southampton anytime soon, some of you might be confused as to why he's joining us. So this is where I'll hand over to Jacob and let him take the stage. Yeah, so I'm speaking from my my apartment uh, in Birmingham or just outside Birmingham. And yeah, I'm taking over us uh, from Greg Evans, who did an unbelievable job as Aston Villa writer for a number of outlets. And most recently, for the last three years at The Athletic, uh, as the Aston Villa writer, um, I got offered the opportunity a, a little while back, and it was obviously I've seen what uh, what Villa are like. I've seen them first hand. I've seen uh, how much they've improved and developed, and it's a really exciting project at the moment. And yeah, when they when they offered me the role, I was so excited. And it took a little while to get done, you know, moving in, completely changing where I lived. Um, but no, really looking forward to it. And obviously, there's a game coming up in a, in the first few days' time. Yeah, I think I speak for most of our fans when we say welcome, and we wish you the best. How how have you settled? in how how's it gone i've really enjoyed it you know like you always hear these scary stories of living in birmingham and you know i've always lived in in the south so i've always been close to the sea i, I like to swim a lot i like to do those type of activities so coming to bones you know i thought it was gonna be a bit of a culture change but i've really liked it i've, I've loved the, the area you know people are obviously really friendly um and there's so much to do here as well so i don't think i'll ever be bored and hopefully i won't ever be bored covering aston villa too because there's so many things going on well I think you speak for the both of us there and I'd just like to know what's your what's your draw to AVFC what's your opinion you know your previous thoughts where you've been to Villa Park and obviously covered Southampton and everything else what are your thoughts on Aston Villa? I'm not just saying this because I'm the Aston Villa writer but I've been to Villa Park uh, on behalf of covering Southampton twice one was during the lockdown season where I think Southampton won 4-3 in a a great game and then last year where it was a pretty bad game but Villa won that one Um, and for me it was was my favourite stadium I've been to I just think you know how big it is how old it is you know the history of it as well i've seen photos from the 50s and 60s you know of villa park uh, with you know thousands packed in and it is my favorite stadium uh, to cover and to go to in the premier league so to go on go every week is something i've been really looking forward to and i look at villa i you know i saw them when they came to slamton in january and I, I looked at the team i looked at how they play and i thought okay this is a team that were relegation candidates maybe under Gerard or middle of the table I thought they they were doing well but I think Emery's taken them to another level and I, th- I see them perhaps even uh competing against the likes of Newcastle and it's quite pertinent because you know what they're they're playing Newcastle on Saturday I think they've got that stronger team that bold and ideas and they've got a manager that good that I think is so so excited and anyone 
who wants to be a journalist or is a journalist probably wouldn't turn down the opportunity I've had. Well, I think that's definitely the word I'd use for this season. Exciting. Um, Now, obviously, I assume you've been keeping an eagle eye on pre-season so far. What have you thought on Villa and anything that you've taken away from it? Yeah, I've been to uh, obviously the, the games in, in the UK. Um, hopefully, I would have gone to the states, but I've still sorted out a few things, which is a shame. But um, I've I've enjoyed seeing what what he's done and how he's integrated the new signings. I know I've written a piece on on how he's tried to get Tyrone Mings and Paul Torres together, and that's something that I, I find really intriguing because I think when you look at two left foot and centre backs, you look think a bit awkward. He doesn't it does it disrupts the flow where you don't really think that two right foot centre backs. So that's quite a quirk. But I liked how they built in a back three structure. Obviously, Tyrone means in the middle of the back three. Pau Torres a little bit higher up on the left, uh, where he can use his pass and dexterity and things like that. And I think that's a really clever way. Obviously, there's some going to be some short falls or, or pitfalls uh, when it comes to Pau Torres at left back and out of possession. But I'm sure, and we saw that against Valencia. Um, but I think there's a lot to be said for that. And I'm, I'm excited to see how he uses a gluttony of of attacking players as well. We've got number 10s, Coutinho's back in form. You've got Musa Diaby, how he's used him as well. And so I think the tactical structure and how he's how he's managed to integrate such a strong team and get them and fit them in the right positions is, is really, really uh, interesting. You mentioned Pau Torres there and he's one that I'm really excited to see. Is there is there any other summer acquisitions that maybe excite you the most or someone that you will be keeping a close eye on, in fact? Yeah, obviously Musa Diaby stands out because he's got got that pace, got that power. And I, I thought he'd be one of these forwards that had that, but maybe lack the end product as such. And I thought maybe that's why, you know, bigger clubs or teams as big in the top four, top six haven't gone for me previously. Um, but I've looked at him during pre-season. I've looked at him last year at Leverkusen and he, he has got that. You saw, you know, over in the States, how he gets into that box, cuts in on his left foot, bang, goal. And I think he's really got that. And I think, the sign so far of him and Watkins dovetailing together is it's really exciting. You know, you know, they don't play as typical strikers, they get between centre back and full back, they rotate, they interchange. And if Emery and that's coming back to the tactical structure, I thought Diaby would just occupy the right flank primarily. The fact he's basically playing up front with him, meaning he can get into better goal scoring positions is is even better. And it should hopefully take the load off Watkins um in the goal scoring department too. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. And another thing that I'm quite looking forward to is seeing whether he can have the same link up as Leon Bailey when they play together in the Bundesliga. That's something that I'd be quite interested to see. Is there a fixture that you are perhaps most looking forward to for next season by any chance? Um, I always like trips. I actually always like trips to Newcastle. They've usually been longer for me because I'm covering from Salamson, so anywhere has been pretty long. But the fact I'm in Birmingham, you know, middle of of the country, essentially, I can, I can. It doesn't take as long. I'm looking forward to going there. Burnley as well. I know in a couple of weeks' time, that's the only stadium in the Premier League I've not been to yet. So that, in a weird way, will be quite interesting. But yeah, going to any of the big guys, um, I always like. Man City and Newcastle because if you from the view from the press box it's probably three or four rows above um, so that's always the most interesting and you can always gain a real good tactical insight from the managers too Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom like Evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds Salads generally for most people are the easy button right for me that wasn't an option I never really was a salad guy that's just not who I am but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You mentioned Newcastle and I'm really hoping that you bring us some good luck because I've been the last two years on the trot and seen an aggregate score of 5-0 against Villa. So let's hope that we can turn that one around at the weekend. You mentioned Newcastle. Let's let's briefly touch on that game. Obviously, the opening day of the Premier League season, you never really know what to expect and it's really hard to predict this one. However, that is exactly what I'm going to ask you to do to predict this one if you can. I think it's going to be one of those games where both teams are confident going into it. They've both made good signings. I think they're in a similar position. You know, I was trying to make a predict or a, a joint 11 between the two, and it's probably five and six, and that's how evenly split the teams are. I think it'll come down to to, to find margins that day and to who can really just uh, hit the ground running in terms of learning and what they've been doing in pre-season. I think Villa should go there full of full of confidence. I think they can really target um, Newcastle's defence. They're very tall. Um, you obviously got Dan Byrne, Shah. Uh, Botman. But I think with Diaby and Watkins, who won't play on them, they'll get into little pockets and, and they'll exploit the space, hopefully on, on transition. Um, I think they've got a real good opportunity. they just got to make sure that at the back they're switched on. And if Paul Torres does play, that they help him and they protect him in, on that left channel as well, because um, obviously he's still adapting to the Premier League. Um, but I think it's going to be one of those games where it's going to be quite tight. I don't see it being a uh, 2 or 3 nil or an aggregate like you've had previously. I think it's going to be one of those games where whoever's more clinical in both boxes will will, will win. Yeah, I completely agree. And it's really interesting you touched on how Pau Torres is still adapting. I think that is something that we could have a look out for. I mean, it's it's come to the surface in pre-season, so that's definitely something that I'll be keeping my eye on. Eye on. So we actually recorded, us at the 7500 to Hulk, recorded a season preview last week, and it hasn't gone to air yet for various different technical difficulty reasons. However, one of the questions on our, our season preview was was shock of the season. Now, this can be absolutely anything. That can be something with a fixture, something with a player, or anything personal. Like, for my example, Simon, who also is on the podcast here, has a great, great beard, and I'm always very jealous of it. Now, my shock of the season was that I believe that I am going to grow a better beard than Simon by the conclusion of this season. So I'm just going to ask you now, what is your shock of the season? Uh, my shock of the season, I'll, I'll do a football one first. It's probably, I think, I don't know if it's a shock, but I think Emmy Martinez will win the Golden Glove. Um, that, that's one for me. I think and if, I think the other shock would be me learning Spanish fluently um, to speak to, to Unai uh, by the end of the season in, and conversing in his mother tongue rather than having to speak English. Uh, that would be a shock and I'm trying my hardest to do that. Well, may, maybe come the end of the season, me and you can both do a podcast in Spanish. <laughs> now, now that would be oh, good viewing. Well, that confident. <laughs> <laughs> no, neither am I. I don't really know why I said that. Maybe we can edit that bit out. <laughs> um, but you never know. You never know. Maybe if we win the Conference League, then we can vow to do an episode in Spanish. Sure. If we win the Conference League, I will speak Spanish until the cows come home. <laughs> that, that sounds like a deal. That sounds like something I can get behind. Now, 
Another thing that I want to ask you before Sunday or Saturday rather is the starting lineup. Now I've seen so many people give so many different opinions about whether Tielemans is going to start, how that midfield is structured with Diaby coming in, like you said, who could perhaps not make the starting 11. Now we know that Alex Moreno and Jacob Ramsey aren't going to make the starting lineup both due to injury. How, how do you see us lining up at St. James's Park at the weekend? Uh, that's a, the issue all centres around Pau, or not the issue, the conundrum centres around Pau Torres, how, if he wants to get him in from the off or wait, you know, to a, in Euro games or slowly bed him in. I think for the balance of the side right now, you, you might have to leave him out uh, just to make sure if you want that back three structure, you play concert Mings and then you play Matty Cash in that third centre back role in possession. And then on the wings, you'd have a proper full back. So Lucas Digne pushing up high, um, occupying high spaces, then you then that way you can either have Philogene or Leon Bailey on the right. I think in the, mid, in the midfield, Tillemans I've been really impressed by. I thought he's really good against Lazio, especially passing from deep, offers different something different to Kamara and Douglas Luiz. But I don't think he'll start. I think the midfield three will probably be McGinn, uh, Kamara sitting, and, and Luis. And then you obviously have um, the two up top. So I think if I was going to take a safe bet, that's what I probably imagine it would be. Um, but again, if he plays Torres, then what repercussions does that have for Matty Cash? Can he play as a high right wing back? Does Digne play? Things like that. So yeah, that's my team. But yeah, it all depends on whether power starts. Yeah, I mean, I mean, these are great problems to have for Emery and something that Villa have severely lacked in recent years. Um, yeah, definitely something to look forward to. I, I, I personally can't wait for the season to start. We were saying this, that it feels as though this is the first pre-season we've had in God knows how long where Villa really look as though they can fight and compete and they look structured. We all know what we're doing. They know what their roles are and... It is just a really exciting time to be a Villa fan and also in your case to be to be reporting on Villa. So thank you for joining me. Just a very quick episode today. I'm looking forward to speaking to you later on in the season, seeing how you're getting on. If you do want to follow Jacob and see his updates from this season, his Twitter at is at J underscore Tanswell. If you're new to the channel, make sure you follow us as well at 7500 to Holt. I've been Sebastian and thank you for listening. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.